Tape three. Let's talk about week one. Spelt weak as in feeble. <laughs> Intentional homophone. <laughs> oh, what a writer. Love to play on words. Oh. Welcome to the Try Me Tapes, an audio journal of an amateur athlete. I'm Matt. And I'm Abby. And we're here to discuss Abby's athletic adventures. I think it's um, it's basically describing my first week in training. Yeah. So what the actual week looked like. But I had no idea how often I was training. Should I be training every day for running? And then is there going to be like maybe twice a day? Or do I really need to get myself a bike? And can- If you were going to have a punt at a time, how often did you think you'd need to be doing training every day every day every day once a day and you thought you'd just be doing one discipline discipline each day yeah and I thought my strength training would probably be similar to what I was doing previously of like heavy because I thought I've had a good strength baseline Mm -hmm. and I thought he would want to maintain that so to maintain strength is gonna have to be progressive overload right of basically just just either, doing what you were doing before yeah following a program yeah um keeping relatively heavy weights and then using the same things that i would do in the gym so a squat a hinge a push a pull a single leg that's what that's the uh, that's the main focus yeah of like functional fitness so what training did you get oh started off so light so let's have a look. Tuesday. What did we do? S and C light work. I said that I wasn't used to the low intensity. So he kind of set out some exercises that were either lightweight or body weight, and it was activating all those things that I said that were weak. So really wanted to engage the glutes. And um, this would be like high reps, really not looking at kind of barbell work or high intensity that way, more building volume. Yeah. By packing it out and doing more. My shoulders were on fire, though. My lungs were definitely working overtime. But I loved it. Loved it. She loved it. Wednesday, running. Um, So this would have been off the back of my injury, so it's a big ouch. He knew about the injury, um, which we discussed, Mm -hmm. so um, he wanted to just... Programs more running. Injured, just keep going build it up slowly no he didn't and so he just said let's see how we go we're going to do a minute on and then a minute off but on your minute off you're not going to be like completely resting you're going to do like a fast paced walk just to try and keep your heart rate up but you couldn't do that it was painful yeah so that was pretty painful that was pretty painful and then thursday back to swim hold on does it mean you did two swims in that week yeah how many swims were you averaging a week three Two. two two swims two strengths Two runs. Right. And then a bike on a weekend. Okay. So every time I did two, so I would do two of the same thing. So if I had a strength session on Tuesday um, and I would have another one maybe, I think I put it on here Friday, it would be the same. And then if I did a run, I'd do that same session again. Mm-hmm. Same as with the swim. And then the weekend was like a casual... Casual bike. Casual bike. I only had a mountain bike at this time, which was, he said was fine. It was literally just getting out and getting used to sitting on a bike for a long period of time and getting used to pedals and yeah, all that jazz, the balance. 
I do enjoy your little story in here. However, I did get shunned by an old lady who notified me I was in the wrong lane. Yeah. You were in the bloody slow lane, getting well, all know. up in the grill of the old ladies. I didn't know Paul etiquette. So, yeah. Did she have a floral swimming cap on? Uh, I think she did, actually. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They love it, the old ladies. Well, the pool was really busy, which it always was at lunch times. And so I didn't know pool etiquette, so I got into the lane that had the least amount of people in, and then I was kind of overtaking these little old ladies who were there for their midday swim. And so I, at the end, she kind of went, you're in the wrong lane. And <laughs> I said, oh, I don't know. And she was like, you need to go in the medium or fast lane. And I was like, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Complimente. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, so that was week one. Do you remember the end of that week? You were, we had a casual 30k bike ride. Was that us? Yeah. yeah we did that together, look. On the old train track. On the train track. Yeah. But do you remember how you felt about that whole week's training, including your knee? I'm pretty sure I felt like okay with it. Like I was okay with the volume of it. <laughs> Didn't feel too overwhelmed. The only thing I did think was my knee was still pretty bad. So I was going to have to think about maybe how I was going to overcome the injury. And, you know, if I had to see a doctor or get scanned just to see if there's any real damage. But otherwise you were positive that what you were doing. Yeah. Like, I think that the big thing for me was to kind of go and train. So... So that was the, the mindset hurdle that you were handling then was going and training. Yeah. That was what you were focusing on. Yeah, because it's all well and good. You say you're going to do something, but if I was going to go and do a swim in the afternoon, like I would have gone to work maybe in the morning. So yeah. started at half five, six a.m., finished at half past ten to then go and swim at 12 for an hour with trying to remember the programs yeah. or the program that I was told to do, yeah, which did not go well. Because Jimmy told me that I basically, when you go to the pool, you can bring yourself like a bottle of water and then he said to put my program on like a, a piece of paper and then put it into a slippery fish. I don't want to be that geek who brought in like loads of stuff and just put all my stuff Too embarrassed side. to write down yeah, well, I was. your programming. Yeah, I was. I so was. this is another mindset thing. And also I just thought, oh, like... How stupid can you be just to not remember, like, what you were told to do? But it so, is pretty broken up. So, for example, my swimming session might have been, like, do 100 metres of just easy swim, all front crawl, and then it might be 15 metres of torpedo drill, and then you're going to swim, and you're going to do that for, I don't know, like, 400 metres. Is anyone else lost yet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm lost. Lots of drills that weren't like, oh, just do a freestyle. It was drills. Drills. Yeah, specific movements and things that you wanted me to do in the water. But how, how were you trying to remember this? I... You were making songs up. Not songs, just remembering the numbers. So being like, if it was like 100 and then five lots of 500, it'd be like 100, five 500s, four 400s. So it either sounds like 100. <laughs> there's a mad woman in the fast lane that's like regurgitating telephone numbers or it sounds like you're trying to remember your times tables. Yeah. Yeah. You're special sometimes. Work for me and it's good brain training. Wow. That's a winner, isn't it? So that was week one. Tell me about week two. 
Oh, God. In a nutshell, week two was an increase in intensity. Life got in the way, family duties, work commitments and injury. I think this was a comparison of how training didn't go so smoothly. So when Jimmy asked me, like, how often I could train, I kind of said five days a week. And he was like, OK, cool. So set me out the programmes to be five days a week. And then with just things getting juggled around, um, I might not have been able to make sessions. And then on the, off the back of that as well, I might not have been so determined to get there because the novelty might have worn off a little bit and it might have been week two yeah well bored already not but like harder to get out and go and do it showing the signs the cracks are showing already like almost like what the hell have i done right i enjoyed your comments here about swimming what did i say stripping back a skill that you've learned 20 plus years ago can arguably be harder than starting from scratch how many swimming sessions had you had when you started feeling like, ah, I've got to learn how to swim again? I think because you obviously have your own way of doing something if you've been doing it for a long period of time mm. that kind of works for you. But it, again, it might not be so efficient. So by breaking something down and looking at the basics is going to make you better overall. So actually, when you break something down, it can become really difficult. With the swimming, it was all about balance in the water. I think as well, when you do that, and it's a pool full of just people because it's a public pool, public yeah. pool it's quite embarrassing that like I'm in the medium or fast lane and I'm doing almost like hands in front of your head and kicking. Right. Instead of swimming. Hold your flow out yeah. in front of it, you. It was like that. Push yeah. and glide. Yeah. But then when you get over that, it's like, oh, it doesn't really matter what I'm doing. So is that quite good for body awareness as well? Because you weren't a regular swimmer. It's not like you were going to the pool every day prior to this. Like you you were good when you were younger, but yeah, getting back into the water, did you have to... Yeah, I think it's really good for cardio, like for, for your respiratory system as well, because I just remember being like, when do I breathe? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's bloody hard. Not when your face is in the water yeah. is my top tip. Yeah. So it came out kind of blowing and, you know, that like, insatiable hunger that you get when you're out of the water. Well, that kind of like dizzy. Yeah. That dizziness when you come out of the heat of the pool. Yeah. And you're like outside and you're like, oh, I need a Mars bar. Yeah. Well, at least that's my excuse. And then when I was talking about the torpedo drill and certain drills that would get me balancing in the water, Yeah. it's bloody hard. But then you see how valuable it is when you're actually swimming. Yeah. To be it's, able to do that first. Again, practice what you preach kind of thing. Like when you're personal training, you break down everything into its like really core fundamental yeah, movements. Form, yeah. Like, okay, you, you're not squatting today. You're sitting on that bench and you're standing up. You're sitting and you're standing up. It's basically swallowing your pride and a bucket load of pool water <laughs> and learning to swim again. Yeah. So, yeah, I talk about the sweet spot in the water, which is being the most streamlined you can be. So you don't want any resistance with your body basically so hands in front of your head interlink your fingers try and get but like almost like biceps to ears so you're stretched out a little bit and then you kind of want to suck your tummy in and kick your legs i definitely felt like i needed to increase my mobility a little bit in terms of being able to hold my hands in that position for that period of time right it's quite uncomfortable it's not something you do outside of the water <laughs> or just hold my hands up in front well no of yeah but it's not it's not there's not do you know what i mean 
Yeah. Another ride, same route again. I think I wasn't very confident on the bike. Right. So it was just nice to go somewhere familiar and also see if there were any improvements like of how I felt during the ride. It was flat as well so that I could just focus on just the bike. Yeah. Without having to be like, oh my God, it's a fucking hill. Training Peak still had a running session pending after my disorganised week. When you have an activity pending on Training Peaks, how did that make you feel? I hated it. And how do you feel about it now? Still hate it. (laughs) Um, That's colour-coded, so you get green for completed the way it was supposed to be completed. You get a yellow if it was kind of completed right so even if you went over the time it would go yellow because you didn't complete it the way it was you supposed did too to too much yeah told you to do and 40 minutes red if it's missed Ugh. i hate a red session do you think that color coding system actually had a positive effect on you or i think i'll always think like that yeah but that's what i mean you always think like that anyway but that color coding on that app did that agitate you more made me more determined and accountable hmm, cool um Probably because there. I could, I could. Their outcome, wasn't it? Also, you can go out for a session and do it half-assed and yeah. then say you did it. But yeah. all my heart rate and everything's recorded on my watch. It's got to be sent in. But then if I, like, reading that now, I think I've even covered it up myself with being like, oh, I've missed a running session because of, like, other commitments. No, you missed a running session because you were injured and you didn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> the knee kept to a manageable pain. I was determined to get it done. What an idiot. And out she went. She went for a little run. That was when that little boy joined me on the track. Oh, that was such a good moment. Tell me this moment. We'd been out, we went out for a ride, didn't we, for the bike ride. And because the um, because I'd already missed the session, I was like, I've got to bloody get a running session done. So I said, I'll oh, drop me off at the track so I can just get it done quickly. I think it was only, it was only a short run anyway. Yeah. And um, went around the track. And this little boy just started like running next to me, but I had my music in my ears. So I took it out and he just didn't say anything. He just was running next to me. Like little boy, like toddler. No, not toddler. I, like... I wasn't with you on this. So it's possible that none of this happened. <laughs> and she was that tired that she was seeing small boys running alongside her. We'll never know. And that's the beauty of it. We will never know if you're completely doodally tapped. And then because I'd managed to do the bike and the run and I didn't feel absolutely dead, it gave me a a little bit of confidence that I might actually be able to do triathlon. Your clients now? Yeah. If your clients turned around to you and said, oh, I knew I had to get like three sessions in this week, so I just smashed out two in a day, what would you say? I would say, is that wise? (laughs) Okay. No, no, I'm I'm just seeing like what you thought. I think it depends on their reasonings behind it like if you're doing it just to get it done and you don't do it well and you don't do it well and it's advised not to yeah what's the point like it's going to be more detrimental that you are like exhausting yourself but the red the red on the app like just do it half-assed it's better to get an orange sake right (laughs) next next all the gear all the gear Uh, one of the things one of the things we haven't discussed really is all the tech. We've mentioned your Garmin watch, but let's be honest and say triathlon requires a fair amount of equipment. Oh, what a great opening gambit. I have an extremely obsessive personality, especially when it comes to research and purchasing. 
I will compare and contrast every detail to find myself the best deal possible. At least I think I do. <laughs> Sounds like an advert. Rippling self-doubt at the end coming back in. Someone want to give me a job for... I'm an assistant buyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm an assistant buyer. I will get you the best bargains. So your opening statement is about how you research, obsessively research things to buy them. How much time did you spend slash waste researching things for triathlon? Couldn't tell you exact, but I think maybe there was a good month maybe no it wasn't a month maybe a good few weeks where you would come home and i'd sh- and we'd share links to ebay <laughs> basically it had to set a budget that i'm not going to go i'm not going to go above 200 pounds on a bike that i was just a beginner i didn't know if i was going to pursue this sport so i didn't want to spend loads and loads of money on something but i also didn't want something crap that was going to either cause me injury or fall apart it was so different. Like, you're perched a little bit higher. You're obviously lent over the handlebars a little bit more. Uh, the brakes are quite hard to reach. Mm. And then the pedals that came with the bike that I purchased, didn't ha- they weren't flat, so they needed the shoes, the clip-ins. Yep. Um, another expense, another 11 days of research. Yeah. So what you bought? You bought a bike. You got a nice white Cannondale Synapse. Yeah. From a chap in London. Yeah. It's a pretty good nick, two hundred quid. Yeah, but yeah, I changed a couple of things on that bike. So I had a shorter stem so that the handlebars were a little bit closer to me. That was a little bit later down the line. I just said I got some clip-in shoes. They're more efficient for pedaling. Put them away though because I was too scared to use them. Yeah, they got tried a couple of times. She had a fall in the garden. Oh, my God. When I first got this bike, I I thought, oh, I'll just test it out on a a small bit of patio just to test my balance, basically, and wanted to see how quickly I could get my foot out because I didn't want that traffic light moment to be like, oh, my God, as soon as I stop, how do I get my foot out? So (laughs) just kind of clipped my foot in, had a little roll, quickly clipped my foot back out. And then uh, and then plant it so that I stopped. Didn't go like that though, did it? I didn't get my foot out in time. You just and, flopped. Yeah, flopped. But not even going. I wouldn't even say I was going like two miles per hour. <laughs> I'm just going to lie down here for a minute with my bike attached to me. I did use them a couple of times, but I was just a bit too scared. Especially if like you're on a hill and you're starting. I didn't have the confidence or balance to kind of get started and then clip my foot back in. We went into this wanting a challenge. Did you not see learning to ride clipless pedals as a challenge that you would just overcome? It just needed time and patience. I think I did, but at this time I hadn't ridden a bike for a long time, so I wanted to get that skill before I'd kind of forced to stay in the bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so we ended up putting flats on. We bought some mountain bike flats and put them on, and they worked. Massive red mountain bike ones. Yeah. Look. They've had numerous like weird pedals because we got do you remember we bought those toe clip ones like old school ones from Halfords yeah sort of thought it'd be a little bit better if you could sort of just poke your toe in them but they were horrible what it reminds me of is um Happy Gilmore's hockey golf (laughs) (laughs) that's what it looked like it did that yeah (laughs) so yeah so that was the bike uh what other gear did we need to purchase swimming stuff I did buy quite a lot for the pool. I was quite surprised. I thought a lot of and it was just... from the get-go as well. Yeah. 
like a swimming buoy, which is basically a float. Fins. fins for your feet. Hand paddles. Mini flippers, aren't they, fins? Yeah. <laughs> a swimming cap. A swimming cap. You can't swim in the school pool unless you've got a swimming cap. I can, cap. but oh. I, I want to be like streamlined. Yeah. I also didn't want anyone to notice me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, luggage. What luggage did you buy? Oh, you bought that like North Face. Big bag. And waterproof also a, bag, didn't a you? bag to put all that shit in so that I had, didn't drop anything. Imagine if I had carried all those things to the pool and I was like dropping them on the way. I've been so embarrassed. Yeah. yeah and you them. would have dropped them as well. I would have dropped them. You'd yeah. have a brain fart because you'd have to look at the lanes and look at where you're going. Yeah. So every swimming session, you were using a boy. Not every your swimming fins session. And hand pedals. Not every session. But you were taking them. Yeah. Did you buy running trainers as well at the same this time? No. Did you buy any last year? No. I'd already had them and they were hardly used. I think you, there is a, an option on Training Peaks, which was apparently really good that Jimmy said that you can write down when you bought them, so what year you bought them, and then every time you go running, it will tell you how many miles or kilometres that you've done yeah. in the shoe and then you need to replace them at a certain well, yeah. time. Asks what shoes I've been yeah. using. Um, so that was all the gear. Any other gear that you needed to buy? Oh, you got so many Amazon packages, it was unreal. Oh, Christ. Um, sitting on a bike. Christ. My poor downstairs area. Jesus. Front tush. <laughs> like, not only that, it's like the blood flow that goes from like waist down to your legs like to your toes right. my toes n- numb every single time i ride a bike so i investigated on the best saddle and then looked for the best deal the best deal for the, the best, best saddle. saddle got the saddle which was an ism saddle it basically has a channel down the middle and it splits so it looks almost like a snake tongue i'd, I'd explain it and uh, it's supposed to obviously allow blood flow got on it and geez, Louise, I don't think I've ever been in so much pain in my entire life. Yeah, it made things a lot worse, didn't it? Like yeah. The saddle that was on it was hard, but... It was so bad. So I had I sent that back straight away. Well, no, I didn't send it back because it was from an eBay, so I sold that. And then I went into a shop and asked... Just got some advice, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, got a different saddle, which made a lot... Specialised. Made a lot of difference. It's specialised, isn't it? Yeah. How do we measure? <laughs> How do we measure... My sit uh, bones. <laughs> measuring for sit bones is great fun. So, so you can use cardboard. If you've got like ribbed corrugated cardboard, you make sure that the corrugated section of the cardboard is facing you. And then you put that on a chair. And then when you sit on it and where it depresses the lines of cardboard, you can see where the middle of your sit bones are. However, there is another method. And it involves getting a damp paper towel oh yeah put that on a table oh yeah and then you put a clean dry piece of white paper on the damp towel but very gently and then you get abby to sit on the table with her feet on a chair and pretend to be on a bike on that paper on that towel and where the water comes through the dry paper it leaves two little watermarks and then you measure that and there you go, sit bone distance. Yeah. We did seven measurements because... We were having fun. Yeah. <laughs> there was a couple where Abby just sat on it too long and it just gave us an oblong. Um, so that was fun. Yeah. But you like your saddle now, don't you? Yeah. 
but if you can't, if you don't want to do that, and you want to get maybe a, a bit more of an accurate measurement, you can go to a shop and get it measured from there. But you do, me- you need to measure it so that you, you, have know, to you get the right size because that is half the problem with that ISM one was it is way too wide. So as I was like pedaling down, I was almost like trying to like shift from side to side to get yeah. a more comfortable position. Cowboy legs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too wide, man. <laughs> yeah, too wide. Uh, so that's really important for anyone looking at purchasing a bicycle. Think about your saddle. Especially, like, you weren't doing long, crazy rides. And... This was just weekends at the moment. Yeah, just casual. Mm. But I was quite nervous about this because this, that was the first time I was on the road bike. And we went to a trail, so there was kind of like stops and starts. So I was a bit nervous with the old clippings. Oh, we did have a ride with the clippings, didn't we? Yeah, that's why I didn't fall off. And I had that little video of me being so proud of myself. You swore at me quite a lot every time we got to some sort of uphill chicane part. Oh, yeah. Paddies. Plenty of paddies. So the mindset thing hadn't been resolved just yet. Is there anything else? Yeah, wahoo. A wahoo. What's a wahoo? A wahoo computer that you got me. I got you wahoo. Um, So if you wanted to go on like an indoor, well, you can use it wherever, but I got lent a turbo trainer so I could do some training inside if the weather was crappy. So this would measure cadence and also speed, distance as well, and the time that you've been cycling as well as like incline um and it also has like gps on it as well so you can map a route that you can follow which was really helpful computer yeah i was a little bit nervous about getting on my bike and just going out for a ride um because i don't like making decisions and i don't like making (laughs) decisions when i'm uncomfortable so if i'd already made that decision and i'd get told which way to go and don't get lost uh then that kind of eliminates that burden good habit forming bad habit forming you want to reduce excuses, don't you? Mm. You want to make good habits easy to do. So having this little computer did it all for you. And the turbo, that wasn't anything special, was it? That was just like a bolt the bike on, cycle, cycle. Some of them are unreal. they like smart ones that kind of do all that for you and mm. they can also increase resistance and also change the incline as well and stuff like that. Any more gear? No. End tape? Yeah. Tape three, Dan. Thank you for listening to the Try Me Tapes. Don't forget to subscribe to hear the rest of the tapes. If you'd like to give us a review, please head to podchaser.com or to share your athletic adventure, join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash try me sport. can always cut bits out if it's really long and crap, can't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>